2: the story i was robbed of my childhood at a very very young age i never spent time playing as most children do i spent much of my time trying to find food in the streets trying to take care of my sister trying to to survive but now i was being given a chance to join other children and be freed from the burden of worry and care and hunger G'day, I'm Jimmy
0: Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today we have one that starts off sad, but gets better and better the more you listen to it. Richmond Wandara's life started off in the slums of Uganda, where his father was brutally murdered. This thrust him and his family into desperate poverty. But his life began to turn around when he became a sponsored child with Compassion Australia. Richmond is sharing his remarkable success story with Shelley Scowen.
1: Richmond, yours is quite an incredible story. Uh, tell us about where it all started out, in the slums of uh, Uganda.
2: Well, I, like any other child, was born in a family of uh, siblings and um, a mother and a father who loved me. And so everything was going no more uh, until um, the event of my father's death occurred. When my father died brutally uh, in the presence of my mom, uh, things changed for us very quickly. Mm. I and three of my brothers and two of my sisters began to face a new life because our breadwinner, our social security, our provider was now gone. And we had to shift houses about three times before we ended up in a slum called Naguru. And walking into Naguru slum as our new home and our new community was the longest journey of my life. Mm. And Sherry, every time I share my story, I get to unpack that journey, that walk from one place down to the valley of Naguru. The thoughts that filled my mind, the thoughts that filled my heart and the despair that I felt and the fear as well, knowing that my life was going to change forever. Yeah, walking into Naguru was tough I looked around and all I saw were children who were hopeless children who didn't have a future who were not in school who didn't have access to food and I knew that joining them meant I was going to become one of them and that took place soon after that thought
1: So what was life like for you in that place then?
2: Oh, Sherry, it was difficult. Um, Let me first describe hunger. Mm -hmm. Every time my mother said to us there was no money for food, we knew that we had to walk and join the other kids on the street to scavenge for food. And some days we were easier than others. Some days we found unattended gardens or people who've left their food out to dry or whatever. And we, we found those and those were good days. And we shared whatever we found. But Sherry, there were days which were horrible days. And I recall a day when I had, had walked a long distance with my six-year-old sister, Doreen. It was really hot, it was about one in the afternoon. We had not found anything to eat the whole day. And that afternoon, my sister was failing. I remember as an eight-year-old stranded, I didn't know what to do because my sister couldn't continue walking.
1: Mm.
2: I recall that as probably the hardest day of my childhood.
1: Yeah.
2: I remember running after a banana truck and jumping behind of that truck to find, uh, to take off some bananas to jump to back to my sister. And I remember injuring my right knee on that day. But when I brought those bananas to my sister, the smile on her face mm. and the expression on her face just made me know that injury was worth it. Yet, when I sat beside her as she ate, I was overwhelmed and very devastated. But I thank God that that changed one day.
1: Yeah, everything changed when you knew that you were sponsored through Compassion. Is that the change that you're alluring to?
2: Yes, yes. Um, One day, um, my mom, after... Uh, just, she'd hit the bottom rock. We were all very desperate. Hunger and uh, disease and uh, all form of, of despair and hopelessness was closing in on us. And my mom just began to reach out asking people for help. And then she was directed to Compassion. And when she arrived at Compassion and shared our story, Compassion people came to our home and um, they took our information and they said for us to pray that someone would stop to sponsor us. And and when <laughs> it, when that happened, I cannot tell you the damn thing that filled our home when we got the news that I had got a sponsor. Hmm. Things changed for me immediately.
1: Okay, what what things changed?
2: Uh, well, first I was told, Richmond, you have a number now as a sponsored child and this number will access you to health education in these particular centers. And uh, and this health uh, education and health care and monthly screening was something that I did not have access to. And the sense of security to know that now, whether it was malaria, whether it was diarrhea, whether it was dysentery, cholera, whatever disease it was, I could just run with my number to this health center to get health treatment. The security that came from that, oh wow, I've, I kind of unpack that a little bit more when I share my story, but it was a deep sense of security and uh, I, I the fear left me. But health was just one of the joys that came from sponsorship. The second joy was education. See, in my country, uh, it costs to go to school. Everything is private education, and therefore, uh, because my father was gone as the provider, uh, school was, was not for me now, because my parents could not afford. But the second benefit was Richmond, you could now go to school. I remember those words from a gentleman called David who worked with Compassion, and uh, the joy that filled my heart knowing that now I could go back to school. Uh, Sherry, that was just the second. It it gets better. Uh, The third was when I was told I could be a child again and and just join the other compassion children in their games and in their singing and in their playing to be a child again. See, I was robbed of my childhood at a very, very young age. I, I never spent time playing as most children do or even appreciating the love from parents. I spent much of my time trying to find food in the streets, trying to take care of my sister, trying to to survive, and and I, I felt like my childhood was robbed from me. Mm. But now I was being given a chance to, to 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 join other children and be freed from the burden of 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 worry and care and hunger and and, and trying to take care of my siblings, and and that <laughs> was 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 the third benefit. I could go on and on just talking about how uh, my potential began to to be redeemed and to be uh, uh, cultivated afresh. But uh, yeah, that that and more was some of the benefits that came to me immediately. Uh, I had the pronunciation that I have got a sponsor.
1: Mm. The organization is called Compassion And that's literally what it is Somebody had compassion on you And they chose to provide all of these things for you You must have a pretty amazing gratitude in your heart Towards your sponsor
2: I I cannot find words to express how grateful I am To this young 15-year-old girl called Heather See, a 15-year-old girl is usually concerned about many other things, (laughs) not least a child who is across the sea who is struggling. But here I was in this, uh, I had been noticed by a very young lady who uh, instead of being concerned with just her own life and uh, the things she enjoyed and spending her money on things that, uh, that are beautiful in her eyes, instead she began to invest in me and, and and the joy and gratitude that I have in my heart for her decision cannot be expressed in human words.
1: What things did you learn at the Compassion Base there?
2: Oh, I love sharing this. Um, I enjoyed my time at the Compassion Project uh, because whenever we arrived in the morning, we usually began by singing and hearing some devotional messages and hearing wonderful stories of how fellow children we are performing in school and uh, that was a lot of time of we called it testimony time and then usually in the uh, in the middle of the day um, we spend time doing trades you see um, compassion philosophy is that not every child uh, might make it academically and so they make sure every child that joins their project, learns a skill or a trade that they can utilize to earn money to survive. And so for me, I chose carpentry. Some of my friends chose uh, woodwork. Some chose earth. They did ties and dyes. Some uh, of them chose tailoring. But for me, I chose woodwork. And so we spent many, many days, many hours in the afternoon just, just doing uh, whatever we loved to do. And then in the evenings, there were times for a letter writing. And sometimes it was um, helping us with uh, just thinking about how we're performing in school. And uh, other days, especially on Fridays and Saturdays, was games time. So we used to go out and play games. And so, yeah, that was a typical day uh, at our Compassion Project. And I thank God that um, I had to experience that because... When I was done with high school, uh, Sherry, I felt like I was released from poverty completely because you see, I had the skill of carpentry. I could make tables, I could make chairs, I could repair uh, furniture that had you know, been broken. And so I felt like I was released from poverty. I could make money and now take care of my family. And so uh, each day at the project really developed a side of me that freed me from poverty ultimately.
0: You're listening to The Story. Today, Richmond Wandara is sharing his remarkable life journey. We've been hearing how he was a sponsored child with Compassion Australia since he was eight years old, and how this literally changed the trajectory of his life. We'll hear more of this amazing success story when we return. The Story. Today, Shelley Scowen is chatting with Richmond Wandara, who was a sponsored child with Compassion Australia while he was growing up in Uganda. We've been hearing how his life completely changed the day he heard he was sponsored and how this brought hope and a future to his life. Now, here's more of Richmond's story.
1: You went on to study as well, uh, in more formal study as well?
2: Yes, yes, um... One of the benefits that a child receives once they're sponsored is the opportunity to go back to school. And I got that chance to go back and study. Um, I, was, I had a bent towards mathematics. I really enjoyed mathematics, and I think Allah had us a very good mathematics teacher who uh, just made me love the subject even more. And so growing up, I knew I wanted to take the path of accounting and um, I got a chance to study really hard. And um, it was, I think, one of the bright days of my life, uh, the day that I graduated as an accountant mm-hmm. uh, with honors. Wow. And so that, that just uh, freed me completely to, uh, to the professional world in my country to influence and to demonstrate more ethical practice of accounting Uh, So that um, in that particular area uh, or profession in my country, we might uh, begin to fight corruption, which was a a common uh, reputation of my country.
1: Richmond, it really means so much to a child in a third world country to be uh, sponsored like this. You mentioned the education and the health care that you receive, but a significant aspect of Compassion's program is that they do it in Jesus' name. They say releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. And yeah. Christianity, God plays a very big role in what goes on there. Tell us about the spiritual development programs that you are a part of.
2: Every day we were at the Compassion Project, we had a chance to hear uh, a devotional word, whether it was from the pastor or one of the workers or some of the older Compassion children who were uh, grown up and they were older than the other children. And so we had a devotional word. This was always a fun time to hear Bible stories. And uh, every single week, either one or two or, I mean, children came closer and drew closer uh, to Christ. And um, um, in fact, in my year, we were about uh, 300 children at the project, and about 100 uh, were able to make a decision uh, to cross the line of faith and to receive Jesus in their heart. And I know that some of my friends who came in as Muslims, as uh, African traditionalists, I mean, in the end, they, I mean, they still stuck to their original religions um, because compassion was not like saying you must do this. Uh, but but I, I pray for them every single day because, I mean, what we had literally changed my life. Uh, one of the things that I, I didn't say to you, uh, Shelley, was that I struggled in my childhood uh, with bitterness and unforgiveness. Mm. The, the man who killed my father was never indicted. Oh, wow. My mother, she pursued him because she had seen his face and t- told the police that, you know, this this is the man. And, 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 and one day that one of the policemen pulled her aside and said to her, you know, uh, if you still want uh, to be a mother to your children, if you still want your children to have someone they call mother, uh, let that man go because... Uh, he's been in and out of prison he has so many connections yeah. and um, if, if, if he's put in jail because of what you're saying right now and when he comes out three or four days later there is no measure of how fast he's going to bring this back to your doorstep wow. and we've seen this before and we, we know it but he's just so corrupt and there's some corrupt police as well that are his friends and so my mother with a very heavy heart back from that case, and um, I saw saw this man walk through the community free, and there was something in me, even though I was a child, that was unsettled, and there was bitterness and unforgiveness, and and money could not take that away, Um, and so I celebrate the fact that Compassion works through the local church, because Pastor Peter, who was the pastor of that church, uh, he noticed this bitterness in me, and he, whenever I was fighting the other kids, he he brought me in, and he he became the father that I did not have, and and patiently uh, explained to me why I have a father in Christ, and mm-hmm. uh, surely I I I came forward one day and and said yes to Jesus, and that changed my life. It changed my whole family's life because one by one, my siblings began to come to this same knowledge, and my mother too. And now all six of my siblings and my mother, they know the Lord Jesus. It brought me to the place where my heart was healed, uh, and, and, and we forgave, literally pronounced forgiveness on this man. And, and that healed me. And so as, as I grew up through compassion daily listening to to these wonderful words and the gospel and being drawn in even by Pastor Peter I I grew in my faith and he began to mentor me. Uh, It's with joy that I say to you now that uh, Pastor Peter invited me as his associate pastor uh, a few years later on once he had finished developing the potential in me and uh, right now uh, pastor Peter just a few years ago asked me if I could take on the senior pastoral role because he felt God was leading him to a new assignment. Wow. And and Shelley, this this has been my journey. I am now the pastor of the very church I joined as a compassion child.
1: Wow, what a blessing for you to see that come full circle. Uh, you know the privilege that it is to be involved with that church, and now you can pass that privilege on to other children.
2: Yes, and, and Sherry, I also see this as an opportunity to say thank you yes. uh, to my sponsor because, you see, I received love I did not deserve. Heather, my 15-year-old girl who who, who sponsored me, um, she she had no obligation whatsoever to sponsor me. I received love I did not deserve,
1: mm.
2: and so once I received that, every day I thought in my mind, "How can I ever say thank you to Heather?" By the way, I have sent her some African dresses and wow. <laughs> I've sent her letters to express my thank you, but it was never enough. Yeah. And so I began to pray a new prayer: "Lord, will you love others through me as well?" And looking into my community, I see people that are desperate to be loved. To hear the good news of the gospel, and so I spend my life doing that exactly.
1: Right. Well, tell us about what you are actually doing these days now that you are a compassion graduate.
2: Oh yeah. Um, so I mentioned earlier on that I um, I got my university training in accounting, and um, I also later on did further education in theology, and so I'm in my community as a pastor, but professionally, I've also designed basic accounting templates that churches are able to use and small organizations are able to use. So uh, during, I spend some days going about uh, helping uh, organizations, churches inclusive, um, uh, develop better accounting systems uh, and installing basic accounting systems for them as a source of income for myself. Mm -hmm. But also I spend a lot of time pastoring and also training pastors who have not had any theological education. And so my life is spent uh, in my community, but also with many other organizations, uh, trying to install accounting systems to them, and also with other pastors talking about our nation and how we can bring the gospel to the distant villages of our land.
1: Wow, well, how rewarding is that, being able to work uh, through the local churches and empower them to uh, continue to make a difference in their community. Uh, I've also heard that in your spare time you do like travelling the world a little bit, but not so much for holidays, <laughs> more so to speak <laughs> yes. at conferences and things. Yes. What's the message that you do bring when you speak at conferences and, uh, and things around the world? Uh,
2: the message I bring is this. Live simply so that others may simply live.
1: Oh, wow.
2: And I feel deeply that once people consider what that looks like in their own lives, they see an opportunity to to live on less or to suffer so that someone else can simply live. And it's every single decision a person makes to live simply, it gives them an opportunity to help others simply leave.
1: Mm. And I've
2: seen, as people have responded, I've, I've seen people say, you know what, Richmond, what you just described is, is something that, uh, that I want to be a part of. And, and, and uh, surely sometimes what I do is, is I reflect on Ephesians 2 and verses 10 that says there are good works prepared in advance for us to do by God. And, and And I think that uh, whoever is given much, much is also required of them to to look at the opportunities around and to take those opportunities and to do these good works mm. that change people's lives forever as my life was changed.
1: Mm. And it's so true to that we should live simply so that others may simply live. Where are our priorities at today? It's uh, certainly food for thought. Thank you so much, Richmond.
0: Thank you, too. Well, what an amazing story Richmond Wandara has. He's gone from growing up in the slums of Uganda and having to scavenge for food to finding out that all his basic needs would be taken care of when he became a sponsored child with Compassion Australia. And as we heard, he's gone on to obtain a university degree, becoming an accountant and also involved in ministry as well. And the great thing is that we can all be a part of there being more success stories like Richmond by sponsoring a child ourselves. For more information, the website for Compassion Australia is compassion.com.au. That's compassion.com.au. Well, thanks for joining us for Richmond's amazing story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story.
2: You have this innate desire to be at one with God and you want to have a relationship with him but Islam does not have that. There is no relationship with God. God is a a high and and mighty being somewhere in the nebulous that you cannot access. So that is one thing that I found was, was completely void in my life and it was important for me at that stage in my life. I wanted to know do I have any meaning of life at all?
0: Ash Sule thought his parents would be pleased to hear about his new faith in Jesus Christ. However, his Muslim family was strongly opposed to it. He shares his story and how the Lord helped him overcome many challenges next time. The Story, story. just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This
2: program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.